Hey guys, uh, I hope you're all doing well for today's podcast. I thought I'd do something a bit different and have two guests come on and we can all talk about what's going on right now in the world. They don't really need an introduction and frequent listeners would have heard their episodes before, but for those who don't know, may I introduce to you, <coughs> Ms. Vero Boqueta, <laughs> former Spain international and a Utah Royal, and the Brit abroad, Mr. Jack Blake, captain for the Real Monarchs. Does that seem good enough, guys? Perfect. Just about, yeah. Okay, so I consider myself very lucky to call you guys my friends and even more fortunate to have you here today in the studio, given the current climate. And, you know, I'm keen to hear from you about what's going on in your life. And I think this could be um, this could be a good show. This could be a really good show. So first of all, I need to ask, like, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm alive, so that's I'm a doing okay. That's that's a big positive right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I think it's. I'm just worried for the situation in Spain. Mm. It's uh, really bad over there, and uh, obviously all my family is there, and uh, yeah, so that make it a little harder mm-hmm. because I think all of us we are just frustrated about the situation that we can't train. We don't know when we're gonna be back and all that. But at the end of the day, the most important is always our families. How about you? Same as Vera, really. You know, having family back in England and not really knowing what's going on back there, it's it's a little worrying. Um, it's interesting to see how different countries are reacting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think people in England initially thought it was a bit of a joke and, you know, like it's not going to come over here, it's staying over in China. And then mm-hmm. slowly people are starting to panic. And then over here in the US, it's like England, but on such a greater scale, yeah. huge area, population. It's just everything's up in the air and you just don't know the end of it. <laughs> yeah. So for you two now, uh, I'll jump in at this at the end. Things have obviously changed quite a lot and we're very limited in terms of what we do. But we're here now in this time and we're very used to doing certain things. So how do you replace that? What is a day in the life like for you now, Severo? What do you do now? Just run it by us. Yeah, actually my mornings are really, really busy because okay. it's the Spanish time. Yes. Because here we have like seven hours less. Yes. So I just woke up and just talking with my family, my friends, doing some workouts at home. And yeah, until lunch time. My day is kind of okay. After that, it starts to be a little boring. Yeah. And just, yeah, you you have nothing to do. Just watch some shows, read some books. And uh, I think these first days, it's going to be okay. But whenever this going to take a, a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. How about you, Jack? Mine's simple. I'm just trying to entertain a two-year-old 24-7. <laughs> Is that simple? <laughs> That's the thing. Is In that theory. Simple? That's complicated. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously a worrying time, but it's just difficult trying to entertain him. I mean, I think I went out yesterday to Target to buy a walkie-talkie, and I knew at that point it was like, ah, so what's you can keep some distance. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, can you come find me? Can you come find that me? That was more for the wife, I think. Okay. That's um, for me. Um, not going into work has been different, but then this also kind of felt like when I was here in the off season last year because I wasn't allowed to. Well, not that I wasn't allowed to. I couldn't go back home because my daughter was still in school. Mm-hmm. But now the school's been taken away, and it's like. Phew, you wake up and the same thing that you have, Jack, where you have to entertain a child. I've got three kids and they're all desperate for attention and they're at three completely different stages of their life in terms of what you can actually give them. So it's not really one thing that unites them. 
So it is very, very different. But while we were training, I was always a guy who loved days off anyway, but maybe not four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight days off in a row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it, it is, um, things have changed. Things have definitely changed a lot. And we'll, we're going to talk more about that. But for now, because it's so early, it feels okay. Just okay. Not great. Not horrendous, but just okay. But you keep hearing more's to come, more's to come, more's to come. And then, yeah, that's when things are going to be different. So I was with my um, my mother-in-law's husband, Bernie, yesterday, and I asked him, are there any questions you'd like to ask if you were to speak to footballers and see what this, how this is affecting them, basically? And there were three big topics. One was fitness, one was boredom, and one is about staying healthy. So I'd like to start, if possible, by talking about, like, what are you doing to keep fit at the moment? Like, how does that all work? Fire away, whoever. Well, for me these days, like, we, we did some stuff in small groups outside with some balls. Which is very different to us because we're not allowed to do anything at all. Yeah, like, we actually, we are not allowed to do it. But if the group is small, and uh, at least until yesterday or two days before we did some some stuff mm -hmm. and now we just have a, a ball <laughs> at home <laughs> so uh, yeah. you can do <laughs> whatever you want there and uh, yeah we get some uh, workouts that uh, we can do at home but you have no any material or yeah. anything so you have to to deal with that situation too and um, yeah and in personally like I worry about my fitness, but not that much yeah. because it's like I don't know when we're gonna be back. Yeah. And whenever is the first game, mm -hmm. so um, yeah, like you just have to adapt. And I think that the football players and athletes in in general, uh, that is something that we always do. Yeah. We adapt to the situation really well. Yeah. So we have to find a way to to do it. Who gives you your training sessions? Uh, or uh, coach or physical coach. Okay. So yeah, we get we have a, a app, so we get all the, okay. the workouts. Is that there. team builder or something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Jack? Same thing, really. Um, I think because the situation was so unique, like no one had ever experienced it before. Mm -hmm. I think at the start I was a bit like, right, I can't even plan my sessions. I can't even plan the timeline because we don't know when we're coming back. Mm -hmm. And so it's just literally like day to day at the moment or week by week. You know, initially we thought there may be a possibility of, of training together and 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 having the football, just the training sessions taken away, you know, forget the matches, but just being able to kick a ball is just feels so weird. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, another thing that's been difficult as well is is just trying to make the, the training at home um, just enjoyable, you know, not having it too... Um, uh, strategized and mm -hmm. doing the same workouts you know it's, it's been very difficult um for me i've just been going out on a run outside and then coming back in and doing just like body weight circuits in inside my house mm -hmm. um again not always easy to plan timings this is true this is true <laughs> it's just yeah i mean it's so up in the air it's so difficult yeah just you, are you expecting a second child yes just mm -hmm. you wait if the second how when 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 should you july 4th all right, you best hope you're back in football at that point. <laughs> listen, when it's two on two, I don't think the free time's available. No, definitely not. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same as you guys, really, in terms of um, trying to do whatever you can. But the thing which I've really struggled with the most in this first week is not knowing when we're coming back. So certain things I'm doing, like I'll be pushing myself, 
and maybe it's because I'm older, maybe it's because I'm more cynical, but I just, I think to myself, why? Why am I doing this now? What's the relevancy of this now if I'm not going to be playing for two months? Right. You know, and that's a big psychological hurdle for me because for me to go out and do it, I'm leaving my wife with three children at home. And you have to weigh up like, almost, is this worth it? And I, I like deep down, I know it could be, but you're not 100% sure anymore because you don't have the end point for, the, for our whole careers. We're either in training and we're trying to do extra to help training or it's the off season and we're getting ready for preseason because you know the exact date when you have to be ready for something. But now when it gets pushed back further and further and further, that did the run I did yesterday, is that going to affect us if we start the season in June? Is it going to affect if we start in July? Like, should I, well, sorry, I'm going to talk like an old person now, but Vero's <laughs> old as well. But obviously, I should tell like the introduction, Vero, you, this happened in your first week of preseason, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's a different situation to what myself, Jack, what we're in, because we're already essentially in the season. So the level of fitness that they require at that point is different to what we were doing. Like, do we need to maintain? Do we need to push? Whereas for Vero and her team, they need to be trying to get ready for a season to begin. And as I say, when you get older, like my situation, rest is not exactly the worst thing in the world. But I think, how much rest can I actually have? <laughs> That's the thing. Like for me, I feel like uh, it's more mentally uh, yeah. difficult than physically because I feel sometimes like playing football, training or exercise is an addiction. You know, yeah. you want to do it every day. You yeah. feel good when you do it. And when that's taken away, mm -hmm. it's more of a mental burden than a physical burden. I just feel like I don't feel myself. Yeah. I can be a bit ratty and just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I tell you, if I'm quarantined two more weeks with my wife, it won't be the virus that kills me. <laughs> yeah. I, res I respect the honesty, but yeah, the, f the fitness side of it is now with, with sports being taken away from so many athletes and so on, I feel like we've lost our purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you lose the purpose, that's when you can kind of lose your motivation a little bit because for the whole time that you've been doing whatever you've been doing, there's always been a reason behind it. People that aren't necessarily athletes and stuff who look after themselves in general, they even they have particular goals, whether it's to work out X amount of times in a week or to try and be able to lift this weight or to try and get ready for that run. You know, that's you have something there, but when that thing's missing, like it's a bit of a test, but I'll move on from that. Let's talk, um, say, how are you keeping yourself entertained? Avera, you hinted that you were watching some DVDs and things like this, but how else, how else are you really doing it? Uh, I actually, I watch some games, like obviously no in life because yeah. we have no football anymore. But um, yeah, I I love football and I'm uh, getting uh, education for like to be a coach uh, in the future. So mm -hmm. I'm uh, having some uh, work to do at home, analyzing some situations, yeah. some videos, and uh, that is something that I do. Then I also I I write for a for a Spanish newspaper. So that uh, also which paper is that? Uh, El País. Okay. So it's, actually is like the biggest uh, newspaper in Spain. Jack, I told you she's a big deal. <laughs> no. I told you she's a big deal. <laughs> Name drop. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something that also uh, entertained me. And, uh, and obviously, like, the majority of my time is with my family. I feel that I, I'm closer and I see more... Uh, more times my family now than before mm -hmm. and uh, the same with my friends and um, yeah and the rest of the time especially evenings there is 
just to watch some show and just don't think about nothing else. And how about you, Jack? Uh, I mean, not to get too serious, but I, when, when listen, this is <laughs> get as serious as you want. To, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, when when it, when all this first happened, um, I kind of thought you can look at it two ways. One is you know everything's been taken away, like the football, everything like that, and what I love. Or you can look at it as you get to spend more time with the family. Um, I think I saw an interesting post online today, that, an article that was talking about how, um, you know, in years to come, we'll be talking about this time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're all still alive. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I say we'll be coming, years to come, I think we'll talk about this time and I think reflect upon it and our, our kids will remember the time that we've, we spent with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's that's an important thing. And, you know, getting to spend quality time. You know, we're always traveling. We're always going away. And I don't always get to spend quality time with, with my kids. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's that that's, for me, is, is a, an important factor at the moment. Uh, that's, that's great. And something you said there in terms of what it's like with the kids and so on, I think that highlights some of the problems which some people have when they transition from playing to not playing. Because this is almost like a snapshot of what it'll be like after you retire and for some people it's probably a good thing because it's like a test period for them because it's only going to be for a few weeks maybe a few months whereas for the people who retire this is for the rest of your life like how are you realistically going to be and I'm sure the way that people react to the situation is completely different depending on the person so I as I say I enjoy it because I it would not enjoy it but I can cope because I love spending time with my family but there's some people who've never spent time with the family and rightly or wrongly however they want to see it it's because they didn't want to because their love was always the game and their family was second you know so this type of situation for them could probably be quite hard yeah I feel as well like you know sometimes you can take the fact of your family and spending time for granted and, and when that comes but on the flip side you can also take the game for granted and yeah. when that's taken away I'm going I'm to be really interested to see what you know the standard is like the passion involved in the football when it comes back yes because i think people have missed it so much fans players i mm-hmm. think the game will just evolve and grow even stronger yeah for sure I, I can, that's I that's our that. motivation exactly. before yeah. you were saying that uh, we we lost our purpose but i think that uh, we have to to believe that that is actually gonna happen and whenever we are back on the field that will be perfect uh, jack let me reveal something to you here yeah so i'm good friends with vero and we had a bet at the end of last season. So you tell me who you think is going to win this bet based on what you've seen so far. Vera. <laughs> based on based Thank on you. what based on what you've seen so far, and I'll give you some a backstory on Vera. So she's the all-time top scorer for Spain, correct? Correct. But last year for the Royals, how many goals did you score? Zero. Okay. It was a tough year. So she didn't score last year, okay? But this is the all-time scorer for Spain. So there's the context. I bet that I will score more goals than her this season. That's what I've said. Yeah? How do you feel about that bet? I mean, you could have scored a hat-trick in the last game. Thank so. you. This plays into it. Again, that's context. If I get three chances a game, you know, it's only game two. I can feel my way into it. That's exactly what he texted me after the game. Right, no problem. Yeah. Three chances a game. I think I could look at that from yeah. the point of you've had the chance to score and exactly. you've not taken it. So. I know some strikers who don't get three chances a month and I had three in one game. So just think about that. Who would you go for? I think I'd have to go for Vero now, yeah. She's not scored in, in Utah. But she's not had the chance to score recently. Oh, she has. Oh, she has. <laughs> not that many. Listen, not oh, that clear has. like oh, you the oh, other she day. Has. Oh, she has. She has. But, like, listen, how many 
times this can happen that you for just me. have a bad a ter- no for me like a terrible year that you just well you just didn't score Maybe. that just happened you know how many times that happened in my career mm-hmm. last year but you're getting older now so yes. it's different <laughs> you know the goal seems yeah. a little bit smaller when the goalkeeper is a bit bigger when you see the end of your career you just you are hungry for more exactly and I'm older so I'm hungry for more than you <laughs> that's the thing So well, Jack, we we're putting this on the record. Who are you going for? I'm going for Vero, yeah. Yes. I am. No respect. Yes. I have no respect. End of the podcast. Yes. Ryan, it's over. Let's yes. call it. We're done. It's over. <laughs> nah. But that's good. That's you know, that's something which I'm looking forward to because I I I'm what I say I'm confident. I'm not confident I can do it, but I know if I score first, it puts her under pressure. When people are under pressure, you know they behave quite differently, you know what I mean, mm. Jay? Mm. So, she she'll feel that. I love depression. No, you don't. <laughs> yes. That's not true. You do. That's not true. <laughs> So as well as the boredom and the fitness, how are you guys staying healthy in terms of just trying to avoid contracting the virus or whatever? What what are you doing on a day-to-day basis that's different? I just try to stay at home. <laughs> that's what I do the majority of of the time and if I do something is because I really need food, so I have to go to the store or I meet um some teammate just to to kick some balls or or something like that. But um seeing the situation in Spain that is really really bad um i think that that make me think even or taking this situation even more serious mm-hmm. and i i try to do what we gonna have to do everyone like in a few days but just before yeah so um, yeah just try to be healthy and then at home just just try to eat healthy because that is also yeah <laughs> important and uh, for sure yeah But you just uh the same really I think you know I think all three of us having the cultural background and from being a different country mm-hmm. I think we've seen what's happened in Europe and I think a lot of the people that aren't necessarily taken as serious over here in the states um aren't necessarily aware of the severity that is over in Europe yeah and so I think like Vera says we've just been staying at home um because we've seen what's happened in England and in Europe um And so yeah I think I remember seeing an interview yesterday that really annoyed me was the the spring break interview. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't great was it? And I was just thinking if if these people because it is selfish is these these people yeah. they don't have um an awareness of other people around them and maybe if they had that um cultural background of knowing what's going on in Europe or even the knowledge of just just knowing what's happening um they wouldn't be making those decisions and I think it's those people that are putting everyone else at risk. You know, for some of those people that are doing what they're doing, I think some of it, although they are selfish because I found that during this time a lot of people have really shown who they are and they've been incredibly selfish on lots of different levels from maybe hoarding and selling things on the black market to just the way that they just behave in general because they say, oh, you know, it's 3% death rate or, you know, I'm young, I'm not going to die or whatever. <clears throat> I think some of that comes because a lot of people don't understand why we're doing what we're doing, I don't feel. And that's for me it's a shame because i feel like the information is available but people just they either don't want to listen to it or they'd rather hear a conspiracy theory or whatever and don't really match up because it's if someone says it's 3% death rate like that's that's a fact but why are we doing like ask yourself why are we doing what we're doing right now what's the reason for it because it's such an extreme that most people in their lifetime have never seen anything like this before so surely it must be important but then still go out and have like a blase attitude about it you know it's it's not obviously it's not it's not destroying the world but it's defeating the whole point you know it's such a such an important time 
right now. Why would you ignore it? Never in your life again might every political body around the world tell you to do the same thing. I've never seen anything in you. So never, ever, ever, never in my lifetime, probably never see it again. So why ignore it? You know, it's it's crazy. I'm trying not to rant. I was just I'll be honest, I was on the I was on the phone to my to my cousin just before I came in and I got out let out all my frustration so I could come in here and just be calm and serene. And then I walked in, uh, Ryan had set the mood lights and stuff in the studio. So <laughs> so I felt it was in a good place. I was nearly down that dark alley again, but I'm just going to go back. So just ask some simple questions now. What do you miss the most about playing? Mm, that's a good question. Oh, thank you. I've had a few of those today. That's a good question. Isn't that right? For you me, I, that, think, right? I think it's the, the camaraderie with the teammates mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying the winning feeling and celebrating as a group. Um, and you know dealing with defeats as well but I think for me it's being around my teammates and having that camaraderie mm-hmm. but you better yeah I think it's, it's the same it's more like that normal life that you just go you train you play you prepare like uh, for the weekend for the game and um, obviously yeah you're like my teammates are my family mm-hmm. here so you are used to to see them every day and, and now it's uh, that's gone and uh but then obviously it's like the the personal feeling that you just want to yeah just just reach your goals and just play for fun and and play because you want to win and um, and now it's like all that is is gone mm. and what would you say you miss the most just in general life mm, i think just to to hang with people just i mean i'm coming from spain so we love to be outside we love to be like mm-hmm. in the social side of life and um, and and i i actually think that the, in europe especially spain and italy that they are in, in maybe in worse situation mm-hmm. this can be one of the reasons that we spend even more yeah, time in, that's in very social true. that's uh, a very things. very good point yeah yeah point. and i think that is what i i miss more like I'm now a player that uh, I just go for training and and then I go home. Like uh, I love to to be there and be with my teammates and then maybe go for coffee, be outside with uh, some of them. Like go to the city, just do things. And and now it's like, well, now it's time to to be at home. Mm. What about you, Joe? Same thing. It's just that social interaction. It's almost like it's almost like we're in prison cells at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that outside world interaction. Um, it definitely does feel like that at the moment. Mm. It's, we t- we, it seems like we took so many things for granted. Like, just we just got so used to it. Yeah, this is just what we do. This is what we do. But we never really appreciate it until it's not there. I always used to s- treat that the same with uh, injuries. So we've, and maybe not Vera because she's perfect. But <laughs> sure. you, yeah, we've we've had injuries yeah, before. <laughs> and when you have an injury which stops you from doing something, it's only then that you appreciate how before that you could do everything. And then when you have to learn those little small movements again and this, that, and the other, that's, I'd always find that to be the hardest part. Like if I ever hurt my back or something, I'd be like, how on God's earth was I able to walk before? Whereas now I'm like falling over places. Um, I think for things that I miss, the social side of it, this is me being completely honest now. This is why I picked you two to be in it because I can be honest with you two because I like both of you, even though other people are listening. But yeah, <laughs> I like both of you. So the team thing I do miss, but only to a certain extent because I'm, I think across the years which I've played, I've been able to pick and choose who I actually want to spend time with outside of that 
So everyone within the team, they're good people, but they're other people who I give all, give more time to, people I speak to outside of work, because I still, at times, I will always call it work. So I don't necessarily miss always being in there and doing the same things, because everyone's everyone at RSL, like, I've got a lot of time for them. They're all really, really good people, but there are a few people within that group who I think are great people, who I really like to spend time with, but that's not everybody. <clears throat> so I don't miss being around everybody, but I miss being around certain people within the team. You know, that's the thing. Do you think that would be different if you were back in England? I think, no, I don't think it would. I think it's just as I've, as I've gotten older, um, I've, I've essentially been planning for the end from when I was about 27 years of age. And going in was always fun and good. But upon going out, there's certain people say, well, I'll see you later. Whereas other people, I'll see you tomorrow which is the next work day. Mm. And the see tomorrows, they're good people. And I enjoy being able to work in that environment where I like everyone. But there's certain people who you love and who you love to spend time with. So that bit there is not quite the same for me. The whole training and playing and winning thing. Yeah, I do, I do miss that. But I've also done it for a long time as well. So I, as I say, I don't take, I, I promise you, everyone listening, I don't take it for granted. I really appreciate it. But it's not the same for me as say, it could be someone that's a bit younger who... Say so you're in a different position now, Jack, because you have a child, but people who maybe are younger, who are single, who have no children, have no, like, that type of real-world life responsibility. Like, football is everything. Like, when they walk through, that's the sole purpose for the whole day. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like I have a sense of purpose outside of that as well. And that's when I'd be with my family or I choose to be with my friends who are playing for the team or whatever. But that's that's more me than people than walking through the door. And in terms of just um, what I miss in general life, I'm the same as you. I think I'm quite social. And it's just a sense of missing the the freedom, the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Some days I might do nothing. Other days I might just leave my... Like when when my wife was away in the summer last, last summer, there were certain days where I'd finish training and then I wouldn't even go back to my house until it's time to go to sleep because I want to be here. I want to be there. I want to go and see this. I want to go and do that. But that freedom's now, it's like, it's missing now. And it's frustrating, but when you understand why it's going on, you can almost come to terms with it. But then also, it's a lot easier to come to terms with it when it's less than a weekend. If this is week seven or eight, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me. Yeah. Imagine seeing me just shouting somewhere, somebody, somebody please talk to me. <laughs> we should do a podcast again in like three months. Literally. <laughs> and see how, how we are. Exactly, like we're recording this now and you'll see us in seven, eight weeks stressed. We've all gone grey, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, so fed up. Oh my goodness gracious me. Um, how about this then? So in this period that's going on now, if we talk specifically about here, nothing about outside of these shorts just yet, what are your biggest worries my biggest one is is the season. It's like because I'm here, like and and now you were talking that I think you guys you are like uh, really really lucky because you have your family here. Yes. In my case, it's like I live alone. Yeah. And it's like all my family is in Spain. So yeah, like for me, obviously the the only reason why I'm here is, is because to do this, yeah. yeah, it's it's like my job is uh, to to play and to try to win and uh, that's all. So right now it's like, okay, when we're gonna be playing, it's actually it's gonna be <laughs> a lee or it's gonna be cancel or what is gonna happen and uh, how that will uh, affect to, to my normal life and uh, if that happen, if it's cancel, 
I should come back to Spain or I should stay here or mm-hmm. uh, or what is uh, going on. But I, we have to understand that this is a unique uh, situation. So there are no answers and uh, I don't think that we have, we don't going to have uh, any answer in, yeah. <laughs> in a long time. Uh, for me, it's just keeping my, my wife and, and obviously Leo safe. Um, big worry for me is obviously lose pregnancy and mm-hmm. making sure that she stays healthy and then when hopefully the birth is successful one and, and everyone comes out of it safe and healthy and that's for me the biggest worry so I won't even let my wife go into the, the supermarket at the moment yeah that's that's fair and you're an example of somebody who could be affected by people being blase about the virus right. itself which is why it annoyed me so much yes. yeah like but still again a lot of people just don't understand what's going on and how it affects say the virus itself can kill people but the virus has a side to it in terms of how it affects other things can also greatly affect other people as well but people are being so short-sighted at just looking at the death rate of this but then missing the bigger picture and the bigger picture is ultimately why we're making the decisions that we're making right now because mm-hmm. you know it's on paper it seems like it's okay but it could literally shut down so many places so many things so many lives of so many people like, there are examples in the world which show this but nobody wants to see it. And that's the thing that's really troubling me, to be honest. I think my biggest worry, again, is, is probably not knowing when it's going to start again, like Vero said. And also, because the situation is so new, unique, as you say, I don't... Most things in life I've seen before, so I can picture how it's going to get better. But now, in this situation, I have no idea. And it's that uncertainty within me. Like, I think I'm quite logical, so I don't panic. But I look around and some people, when they feel uncertainty, that's exactly what they do. They start to panic. And the more people that panic, the more it will affect your life, even if you're not feeling the same as them. So that's, as I say, that's something which, that's my biggest worry is not knowing what comes next and trying to reassure my wife, my kids, my friends that things are going to be okay. And I'm sure they will be, but I can't say how. (laughs) So I feel like it's less believable when it comes from my mouth because now it could just be a story as opposed to a fact, because I don't, I don't have any facts, nobody has any facts. And it's trying, as I say, try, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna panic anybody, that's not what I, what I do. But it's harder to be reassuring when, if someone asks you why you think that, there's nothing below it. It's just on the surface, it's just a hunch. And it's definitely not the time for hunches anyway. Hmm. Jack, how about your, um, your YouTube channel? Has it been affected whilst this has been going on? Um, that's interesting actually, I, I filmed my first one today um since since everything you know shut down and things changed um for the first week i was i was um you know i was making sure that my house was in order first making yeah. sure everything was right and we were pro- you know prepared and had everything in the house and then now it was it was yesterday i made the decision to to try and you know start filming again and i actually think that that you know whilst everyone's at home it's almost like the perfect yes. thing to yes. to explore um and yeah so i've just started picking that back up again i've had hundreds of messages from people online asking me to do it so it was just more the reason to start up again and i think um i think for me it was just trying to trying to help people as well that are in my situation so a lot of people that are wanting to do home workouts or mm-hmm. um a lot of people that watch my channel are into fitness and and health and and I guess it's, yeah, just trying to give other people entertainment as well. You know, if they can sit at home and watch a 30-minute 30 epi- 30 episode of, of my YouTube video, yeah. then, you know, people are getting through that that way. So Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, to think about it. That Say, I, I, I underappreciated sport, but that's all I watch. 
and now that there's nothing to watch like you might as well take away my xfinity take away my subscription to this <laughs> i feel like i've got nothing i'm there whereas so, so very you can watch uh tv series and all this but i never watch tv series i would watch i don't know a fifth division game in latvia mm -hmm. if it was on tv and nothing else was on i would do that i would yeah. be that guy <laughs> but now it's not on i'm like oh my goodness gracious me what was the last thing you watched Last game? No, the last thing you watched on TV. Last thing I watched on TV of like actual value or that was I was in the room for? You were in the room for? What was it? Oh my. Uh, I think it was Paw Patrol on Nick Jr. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But in terms of an adult program, uh, I tend to watch the news a lot, even though it's the same thing, but I just, I just need it. As soon as the news, kids programs and they just there's certain limits my wife likes to watch like kardashians and stuff like this but i have to leave the room that's nah, not for me nah. that's that's absolutely not for me i'd rather watch a kid's program on repeat for the rest of my life than watch <laughs> that show i'll be perfectly honest um you've both hinted at things to do with this before but Veron, for you for example i want you to be very specific about what life is like for a certain member of your family in spain right now well, right now in Spain, they can't get out of the the houses at all. So the army and the police are on the streets and uh, you are just allowed to, to go out alone and if you really need food or to go to the pharmacy. So my brother is a policeman, so he's right now sleeping like four hours a day because he has to be like working the majority of the time. And, um, and my parents and my grandma, they live together. So, um, yeah, they they are in a high risk because my grandma is uh, 85. My parents are younger than her, but uh, also like in age that uh, is very risky. And, uh, yeah, so I I try to to talk to them so that they, they can keep uh, being at home uh, as long as they can. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think right now it's the same situation for everyone because the the government just took the decision to to close the country and uh, so that's everywhere in Spain is like that. Yeah. Okay. So fifty millions of people are just in their houses. In the houses, yeah. How does it, how does that work for say the TV companies and so on? Do they still have their shows or? Um, some of the shows are on, but more like the news. Yeah. The rest of the time it's just movies or. Uh, or shows like a series and um, that's all that uh, do they know when things are going to change no no obviously not because actually right now it's like every day is like a double of uh, of people with uh, the virus and uh, so many people is uh, also dying mm -hmm. so um, i think the worst is still still to come yeah. still still to come and uh, we also see italy that is just next to us and they are even worse than us. So I think everyone in Spain expect more or less the same situation than, than Italy. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little better because we closed everything before. But um, yeah, right now nobody knows when, when that's going to happen and, or to get better. And I think the, the biggest worry now for everyone there is just the job. Yeah, Like we're going to be, even whenever this is gone, it's uh, it's gonna be like a, a big financial crisis, and yeah. the economy will be like uh, really, really bad. Mm. How about you, Joe? Um, I mean, yeah, same, same. Not quite as extreme in England, 
Um, I, I think the quicker that every country in the world does what Spain and Italy are doing and, and have people in the house, I think the quicker that we're going to get over this. I think whilst everyone's not on the same page and you have people out partying at the same time, people are quarantined, it's mm -hmm. like, it doesn't, you know, it makes it worse and makes the people that are quarantined stay longer. Um, in England, it's it's not quite at that stage. Um, I spoke to my family today. Um, my uh, my dad's a driving instructor, so he's he's self employed. So he's his business is is massively being affected right now. Mm -hmm. um, and within being in such close contact with people and teaching people on a daily basis, you know you can understand why people wouldn't want to do that. So I think the quicker the government as well in England, especially, is give small businesses, people unemployed, um, you know, the the knowledge that they will be covered financially and that their business aren't going to go down because we are heading towards a recession, yeah. you know, if the governments don't step in. Um, and I think that's that's such a big factor right now is to, to protect the small businesses. Um, my family in Arizona, uh, grandfather and, um, and uh, my grandmother and my auntie and uncle, it's the same, same as it is in Utah. You know, people aren't, panicking to the extent where everyone's staying at home but like they are the grandparents are high risk um another grandparent my, my grandma in england she um she's she's you know 85 86 um and yeah so she's massively high risk it's just extremely worrying time you know even my my auntie in leeds doesn't want to go and visit my grandma just in case she gives it mm -hmm. to her by accident so it's, um, yeah, obviously it's a very worrying time, but I think the quicker that everyone gets on the same page, the quicker we can get over it. Do you not think it'd be hard for America to get on the same page because each state is essentially like a country in itself? So based on cases and things like this, you couldn't have a sweeping movement either way, could you? No, I think I think that is one of the biggest problems. Um, I think because each state has its own rules as well, own laws mm -hmm. that have to be passed by government, it's almost impossible to, to just have a clean slate. But I think... With a, with a situation this severe, everyone needs to be on the same page, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. So given you two have described what it's like back home and you're both here essentially to work here, if you had the opportunity now because of the break to go back home for two weeks, would you do it? For me, uh, no. No, not right now because uh, I'm a risk for my family. Yeah. Because if I'm, I, I would love to be in Spain right now and just uh, stay there and be in quarantine like uh, with my family. But I know that uh, to travel over there is uh, risky to get the virus, and then to be back at home with uh, with my family is uh, the risk to to pass the the virus to them. So um, yeah, like. For me, it's like uh, right now in my mind, there's no, there's no coming back mm. until everything is fine. Yeah, exactly the same answer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my family at risk by traveling, and I think that whilst we still have people traveling abroad and traveling from different country to country, it's only going to get worse. I think that's another thing that needs to be controlled. Mm. Is is so? It's such a unique situation, isn't it? Because say the three of us in here, except for maybe you, Jack, because you you love the American dream, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like we're not from here. But no. home feels like it's a million miles away now in terms of how you want, like home with full freedom, with six weeks off is always something which I would think about. But knowing what's going on over there, possibly what's to come and what's to come here, 
It's tough. It's that it's the first and only time in my life where I've turned down. The, I'd probably turn down the chance to go back and do what I do previously, which isn't which really isn't me at all, to be honest. But um, yeah, would you? This is gonna sound a bit not righteous, but what would you say? Have you learned any lessons? Do you think in the first week, two weeks of what's happening here, and just the last month or so of what's happened around the world? Um, I think that we are uh, seeing so many bad examples yeah. about how how we we are like a, a society and mm. uh, i think we already knew that uh, all that was there but uh, now it's like even more clear but also at the same time you see the contrary you see so many people that um, is uh, changing and is behave uh, then behavior is uh, actually like really good and doing things for for the people and for the community and uh, for the, the ones that are in, in a big risk. And I think that that's hope. For me, it's like if we have to be like one month or two months or three months at home and live in the worst situation of our lives, but uh, after that, we're going to be better, then it's a time that uh, it's actually worth it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to try to make sure that uh, I'm doing that with my time and that the ones that they are around me or close to me like uh, they do the same so whenever this is over like uh, we maybe we can have or take better decisions and find better ways to to live mm. yeah same you know you learn a lot about people as well you know how people react um like vera says some people react good some people react bad some people are selfish some people think about others um that's just the society we live in we can't control like what other people do um for me, it's just just reiterated for me the love that I have for the game and makes me worried a little bit for when I'm in your shoes, mm -hmm. when I'm 45. What, 40, 46. 46. 46, you missed When I'm year. 46, um, maybe thinking about retiring and then life after football when I don't have it. That That's, for me, giving me a taste of what it's like. Mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I respect that so, so much because my take on things is a bit different to a lot of other people. Because as I say, I started to plan from when I was quite young. <laughs> so I, I seem quite callous about it, but I get it. I totally, totally get it. I think lessons for me, um, you guys keep you keep making my points for me, which is great because this is why I picked you to both be in there because I felt like we'd all be on the same page. And some people are very, very selfish, but we didn't have true knowledge of that before you're in a crisis. And then some people in a crisis, they've, they've left me speechless. There have been a few times over the past few days where I felt like if there was a ship to take me off the earth i'd like just take me now i can't be here anymore <laughs> listening to some of the stuff which people are saying i just don't get it that is a real obsession with conspiracy theories and this and that and i just think at this moment it's not about essentially the cause it's about the effect of your behavior so we might find out the court the true true cause of everything in years to come but right now if someone says do this because of this then just do it because they're not doing it to take away your freedom for the sake of it they're trying to do it for the greater good, but not not enough people. Like even if it's just one person that doesn't understand that, that one person could be responsible for so much. People just I don't know. It's been really frustrating. Certain people just keep missing the point over and over and over. And that's going what you say, Jack. I was gonna say uh, I saw something the other day as well. Really interesting was um, is actually the flip and the reverse and the effect that us being quarantined and going back home, the effect that it's had on nature. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the, the rivers in Venice have never looked so clear. Yeah, yeah. There's like, yeah. you know, it's just the effect, the opposite effect that it's had, the lack of pollution in the air, like all yeah. these things. 
it's a bit like you know it just shows it almost like reiterates how you're trying to get us off the earth aren't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you be careful you yeah relax um yeah so some of these conspiracy theories like even in my whatsapp groups people are sending audio notes saying this is going to happen on this day and i and i know that's not true just because it's the same voice that told me in january messi was going to sign for man city <laughs> it's like it's the same voice i recognize the person you know but they don't people are happy to spread this you know and this type of stuff spreads quicker than the virus itself and before you know it there's more fear and people making decisions based around fear and misinformation because for me good information comes from people who are essentially qualified to give it and you know who they are and you know where they're coming from but when i hear an audio note from somebody that says you know my brother's cousin works for the army and they say that on thursday this is going to happen too many people are like well this is true then you don't know the name of the person that's talking <laughs> you don't know that who the person is he's talking about who is the ghost? you don't know any of this stuff where people are like yeah yeah this must be true rumor just you just you wait till thursday but then the way the world works when thursday comes and nothing happens no one talks about it anymore <laughs> but you should be like be held accountable for this but that's not the case that's that's really that's really annoyed me and i, I think in this time as well i've discovered i don't I don't need as much as say I was having when I was uh, when freedom was there. From whether it comes to food or this, that, and the other, like less. Because let's be honest, when you go to a supermarket now, less is definitely gonna have to be something to think about because you can't get certain things. Because you know, certain people panic, hoard all that stuff, and I, I always try and do this when I, I try and be fair because people. Not everyone's built like the way that we're built. So we're not panicking, but other people are panicking. And that's just about their perspective. And you've got to respect their perspective, even though it's affecting yours, your life in some way. That's the hard, This has been the hardest time for me to have that mentality. But then it's just due to uncertainty, which then leads to fear, which leads to panic. But that's just how people are. And it's, it's disappointing. But then also a bigger thing, like you said, Jack, is the importance of sports. Even in my life, as petty as it may be, like I'm used to just seeing sport every day across somewhere in the world. And you realize how much, say, people have lost their freedom. And usually when they lost it, when people lose their freedom and they have to stay at home, there's a lot of people who just say, right, I'll just bet in. I'll just watch the Premier League. I'll just watch the basketball. I'll just watch the American football. I'll just watch this. And when it all goes, you realize how much of your life it actually took up. Like it was lit sport is all that's all I watch. I'm so, mm -hmm. such a sad person. That's all I watch. No sad. It's I, it's a it's a little bit sad. But I think it's a little bit sad. I mean, I think everyone choose what you like. Yeah. So obviously if we are athletes it's normal that uh, the majority of our time is like watching yeah. sports. But, football or any but, other. But any sport. Yeah. Any sport. I'm yeah. talking from like Kabaddi in India, I think it is, <laughs> through to watching AFL in Australia. Like it doesn't Ryan's matter. Sunday League team. Listen, <laughs> if if they were live streaming now Sunday League football back in England, oh, 100%. I will be watching that. Yeah. With popcorn, comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying. Even exactly. if you have to be at home, you could be outside. Yeah. But you actually you choose, it's and true. that's the problem that now we are not choosing. It's, like it's, it's like you have to be there because this is the situation. It's, it's very very true and. And, you know, some of that makes me hopeful because for when things get better, we can get back to doing what we love doing. As a, Almost like as a fan now, I can feel the energy because when any sport is available to me now, I'm excited for it. 
doesn't matter who's playing, mm-hmm. where it is, or whatever it is, that moment when things go back, almost you'll almost feel like um, just the moment of normality coming back, and I'll appreciate it a lot more than I did before it left. So we, I think this, what we do, just in general in society, but especially the work that we do, you really appreciate what it is and what it means to people when it goes. So when it's coming back, like, oh, it's going to be great, you know. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going oh, to be so good. <laughs> this is, this is, I don't remember the last time I was excited, but this is like, <laughs> that's really, really something to look forward to. Um, just, I was going to ask about hopes for the year, but I'm going to skip that because we've kind of talked about that a little bit. But I want to talk about the the idea of playing games behind closed doors with no fans. How do you feel about that? Um, well, we just talk about that we are looking for the feeling of being in a place like and seeing how the people is enjoying. So for me, to play with uh, closed doors make no sense. Same. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'll. I mean, if you said to me now, do you want a game? Yes. <laughs> I don't care if it's like uh, one person there. Yeah, exactly. But I do think the idea of like you know the Champions League games behind closed doors. I think that that was it. Was it Atalanta played Valencia? And, and then that, they smashed Valencia. Oh, as yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you, I watched you, the yeah. game. I was like, but it was sad. Yeah. It was yeah. sad. But I have to say, we are desperate. You watch the watch, game. Yeah, I watched watch exactly That's because we are desperate to. And we're gonna be desperate to see again to watch yes. a, a mm. football game. So I think if if we do a votation, everyone will say, "Yeah, sure." Just yeah. if it's on TV, we are we are in. That's see, that's the other key perspective which we ignore sometimes. So as a player, it spoils the experience, and for fans who go to the game, yes, also spoils the experience. But if one million people watch a game. It's still only going to be the 22 players on the field and maybe the 20, 30, 40,000 fans in the stadium. But there are a million people watching the game from elsewhere, you know. So we kind of have to think about those people as well sometimes, Mm. even though they're not the people that we see, so you forget about it. But realistically, like, if you ever take a moment to think how many people are watching a game which you play in, all of a sudden, like, you realize how big the sport actually is, you know. So this playing behind closed door thing, I, I'd prefer not to, but then I get it because me as me as a player, I'd hate it. But me as a fan, if there's a game on TV, if you tell me there's a game on TV tonight <laughs> and there's nobody in the stadium, I tell you for a fact, I'm setting a reminder on my phone <laughs> and I'm making sure I watch that game. You know, because that's yeah. I just want to see people kicking the ball around or just doing something. And we always say that the sport is the entertaining of the people. Yes. So it's like now it's actually. When when the virus is gone, that will be the the opportunity to to actually prove it even more. And yeah. uh, also, it's the way that uh, we have the athletes to maybe thank to mm-hmm. all our fans. And yeah. uh, so, if if we can make uh, happy like people happy, we should think about it. But yeah, obviously, yeah, I think uh, with your hard head and you one perspective only <laughs> think about other people it's not just all about you and what you want to do I get it, you're, it, a, I I get it, it you're a champion but come on other people need to watch as well so to close just I'm going to ask you three questions yeah oh, it's one question with three sides to it yeah when do you think you'll feel comfortable enough to train how about you Jack you go first you mean full training with full the training team? with the team I, I I don't I honestly it's such a difficult question because 
I, I feel like I would I would want everyone to be tested. And then if, if the club said to me, we'll take a test, we'll get every player to take a test, you have to report to training at, mm-hmm. you know, nine o'clock. You're in the doors of the training facility. As soon as you leave, you can't do anything else but go home. Mm-hmm. I'd be comfortable to do that now, as but, long as everyone was tested. Okay, how about you, Ben? Yeah, exactly the same. So it's all about testing. Mm. But unfortunately, the model here is whereby not everybody can have access to a test. Mm-hmm. Well, right. unless you're in the NBA, because they can do what they want. Yeah. But, I, yeah, anyway. For the rest. Yeah, exactly, for the rest of civilization. <laughs> um, so say, by some miracle, all of a sudden, everybody has access to a test, and people can now be tested. Would you then feel comfortable playing against another team, even though they could be from a different state and you don't know how they do things? Yeah, maybe I wouldn't get as touch tight to play as <laughs> you don't get touch tight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it out. It's not your game. This isn't your game, either, Vera. It's basically, it's a question for me. When will I feel safe? <laughs> for, for me, like I'm gonna be feeling safe and uh, like really comfortable to playing again and training again. Whenever we see that in a normal life. Is more or less okay. So when we see that uh, there are not that many uh, cases anymore, and that uh, you can see that um, it's actually under control, but I think that for that it's gonna take so long, mm. and uh, as many days and time that uh, pass that uh, people is now actually in quarantine inside of them places, it's time that we are losing for later mm-hmm. so uh, I think uh, I don't know who gonna take the decision to say okay now it's safe to, mm-hmm. to do all that but um, yeah I think we don't know so we have to wait and we're gonna feel it yeah yeah I, I, I agree I think um, I think from like playing against teams I think well the stats I think are gonna plateau you yeah know, people the deaths are going up at the moment I think it tripled in in england but you know why they're going up though don't you as a concert this is me trying to dispel any conspiracy theories at all so one of the things which a lot of people don't mention about the virus and so on is that the more testing you have is the more cases that you'll see and the more deaths as a consequence right if you want to make it seem like nothing's going on test nobody and the numbers don't go up at the same rate Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it's not unfortunately for some if you don't make it political, you can be honest, but when people make it political, they stop, they try and limit the numbers. Because if it's to be non-political, everyone should be able to have access to be tested if they worry or if they need to be checked. Mm. And it seems like it's a crisis. But the big moment, as Vero hinted to, isn't necessarily when the cases, like cases could keep going for a long time, but it's when the number of new cases starts to mm-hmm. lower off, which is the whole concept of flattening the curve or whatever. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, to go back to your point. Yeah, I think when, it, when, the, when the stats start to plateau and then, we see the first day of the numbers start to go down. I think that's when... That's when you'll be up for it, yeah? I think so, yeah. yeah. And would that be the same for... This is when it's a bit different now. How about to travel? So you're living in a world now whereby the cases have started to go down, but travel remains the same. Yeah, I mean, f- for me, I, I would, I think at the moment, rather take a bus from oh, from Lord. Utah to Florida oh, than travel. Oh, oh my goodness gracious me. <laughs> You don't fancy well, it? Absolutely not, no, but safe travels. Hey, but you're used to the MLS, you know, like the private jets and the the charter flights. I think that, Did he say MLS? That be, that Did he say MLS? It could be actually a, a fantastic solution if uh, we have like a, a private jet for the for mm-hmm. the club. 
So uh, we are make sure uh, all the players, the three mm. teams. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> say it again. Listen, if they if they wanted to give us a private jet, they would give us a private jet. But we don't have a private jet, so maybe they don't want to. Unfortunately, maybe, maybe it's out. coming. Maybe now it's coming. <laughs> there was talk to be fair that just before we um, we stopped that we were going to have private planes for six weeks, and then the next day it's like nah, we were done. Nobody's going to play anymore. So yeah, I think I want to train, but. I'm like you, I'd like to know if everyone um, is healthy or not. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be imminent anytime soon. So it's just we're just left in this moment, unfortunately, of, um, of uncertainty and not knowing when society will get better and not knowing when, as a consequence, we can start doing what we do and what we love to do. And that, for me, is, is essentially the hardest bit. But, you know, I like to think anyway today we've shed some light on what it's like to be in our situation right now for for the monarchs for the royals um for our so you know this we're all in this together we're all in the same position and although we're getting little bits of different information here there and everywhere you know this thing has shown to me that we're all basically the same as everybody else because when it comes down to it we're not working other people aren't working we all have to be sensible because then we can all come out on the other side and be in a better place but there we go but I hope things get better sooner than later and that people remain safe and listen to make just make sure you listen to good advice from medical professionals and not just conspiracy theorists on social media but yeah thank you very much for coming in guys I hope you listeners have enjoyed that three different perspectives on one situation and um yeah hopefully we'll be able to play some ball soon you guys can all leave your houses soon as well i can't wait (laughs) so thank you very much thanks to uh producer ryan in the back for not criticizing us for anything we've said thanks to mountaineer studios draper utah and please send your voice memos to digitalrsl.com and jack and vera seriously thank you again for doing this this is this has been my most uh most enjoyable one so far because it's been so so honest so thank you very much thank you thanks